Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. So you're back. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> These things are really working. Well, I'm glad to hear it. My cans are working. And I see today you're really working. Well, your can seldom works. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Just Very for sim- those uninitiated in the industry, we call headphones cans. Right. Yep. They're working. But they don't have to work as hard as yours do. You, you have yours up to a trillion decibels. I can hear them from here. That's right. Why do you do that? Because I need to hear every word you say so I can refute your ir- irresponsible <laughs> comments. Why don't you wear hearing aids? I don't need a hearing aid. I only wear one ear, you see. I only put one of the one of them on. Mm-hmm. The other side, right, I, I got my you. ear out. Are you trying to preserve the hearing? So the I other turn ear? the one up loudly so I can... Loudly? <laughs> they complain about it up the hall. Do they? <laughs> yes. Hey, sometimes I hear the people in the FM control room. They're very loud over there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the sh- that's the shouting thing for announcers. They, they say, hey, here's a new song. Well, it's 94KX. They're really up, upbeat over over there, well, as opposed to us who kind of drag you down during the course of the whoever day. envisioned that <laughs> statement needs or that station needs to relook at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Must have been an idiot. It's too <laughs> <laughs> Do you claim partial credit for making ninety four KX so successful? You should. I'm, but I'm asking, do you look at yourself in that manner? Well, I put it on the air. Right, but you also programmed it so that it would be wildly popular. Well, we picked a format that was wildly popular. At the time, which, what do they call that? Adult Contemporary. Okay. And Later on, we switched to rock. Okay. And for a long time, and now the most listened to radio station around here, by far. I mean... Always been 94KX. I think you probably, because you have the, still have the right mix of information and music and chit-chat and... Well, and uh, <laughs> you can't discount Raj's experiences in programming. He's made a big contribution to the keeping 94KX very popular. So. Raj Jr. Yep. So, yep. so anyway, okay. So, yes, uh, spent a day in Hershey. Very nice to get away. Just crazy amounts of well, Christmas You're telling lights. people you did that. You told me not to mention it. When I was away, but oh, okay. I don't like to dwell on the fact that I was gone, but now that we're back... You you're expecting people to invade your home and steal all your possessions while you're gone? <laughs> Not expecting it, but it never hurts might, to might be careful. Happen. So you went to see the Cirque du Soleil. Yes, it was, well, Cirque de Christmas, I think they Cirque called it. Cirque de so Christmas. It was all right, but, you know, it's a circus, so I'm not a huge circus fan, but it was nice to clowns? get away. Uh, a lot of costumes, not clowns yeah, per popcorn se. popcorn and hot dogs? No, but uh, well, then it wasn't still a circus. bothering me from the circus is the man who fits into the box is, uh, is a gentleman who's probably about uh, five foot eight inches tall, and he fits into a box that's no bigger than one of the, like the boxes behind you that held the computers over there. He puts his legs up by his head and his knees behind his back and his, his elbows. Well, now there's an accomplishment. So what's yeah. the 
point. <laughs> oh, it hurt my back to see him doing that. It still hurts. So he's double jointed. Oh, triple jointed, I would say. I mean, he just kind of. And did the people go wild in the applause? Yeah, it was, it was a popular part of the show. Was it really? So you spent your evening watching a guy jam himself into a small box. Wow. Right. I'm sorry I missed well, that. Yeah, there was juggling and aerobatics and trapeze and uh, all was kinds it crowded? Uh, I would say super spreader event. Possibly, maybe some spreading. Of course, masks required. And you were you did have to wear a mask. Yes, and uh, vaccination not required. But funny, you went through a metal detector, but they didn't care if you were vaccinated. But they don't want you to bring a <laughs> knife in. So I thought that was kind of strange. Maybe they were afraid you'd try and cut the guy out of the cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was having a problem, right? But as you as you you may know or not know, I always carry a very small pocket knife with me just to open well, and envelopes. You're usually packing too. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. Anyway, so um, so I had to leave that in the car. I forgot all about the metal detection. I, I never really think of you know it's a Boy Scout knife. I never think of taking it out of my pocket. But uh, of course, I went to down to the Line Mountain Schools recently to record some kids for our True Meaning of Christmas. Of course, I had to leave the little pocket knife in the backpack out in the car. <laughs> so. They don't want to open up a Well, can I don't of worms. blame them. I wouldn't trust you in a school with a knife Oh, with a pocket knife. <laughs> right, yeah. If you have any envelopes that need opening or boxes <laughs> that need cut, I'm here for you. Well, you're just such a, an amazing person. Knives, guns. Oh, dear, yeah. I no would guns. not want to no cost guns. you in a dark alley. <laughs> no guns, no guns. But uh, anyway, okay, so we had a nice time. Great I'm to get away. You did. Wonderful to get, get In the back. meantime, Steve and I did battle here over the well, I heard it issues night. of the day. I listened to the show. I was glad he worked ill. He uh, what a had trooper. a cold. Yeah, what a trooper. I say, so sat here and him. drank uh, vitamin or orange juice during the entire program. <laughs> the I kept telling him, take time, release vitamin C. That's better for you. Okay. Well, not that orange juice is bad for you. All right. It's very acidic, though, so you, gotta, you don't want to drink too much. Well, I love orange juice. Well, I think a little bit's okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, thank you, Steve. You brought up some good issues yesterday, the vaccination topic, and President Biden thinks he's accomplished and sort of our... No, no, we brought up the things he's failed to accomplish. Oh, is that was that the general <laughs> theme of the show? Right. All right. I, I, I think I heard most of it, so... Uh, and you didn't check any texts, so... No, we didn't. But you had quite a few emails. We had quite a few emails. Did you get to day. all of them? There's none here today. We either. got to all of them. Oh, okay. I was going to say either you or someone else cleared We came up all. about a minute short at the end of the program and had time to finish them, so oh, okay. that Super. was good. And today right. we have even more issues to discuss. All right. Well, let me uh, tell folks how they'll participate. One eight. Oh, I heard you. I was hearing the different people mad because you bring in these Fox News clippings. <laughs> they think that's unbiased coverage of important issues. Well, I, I don't think, well, you know, the guy kept telling me I don't understand, but I mean, basically, we start with a news story. We don't say this is the news, then read the story and tear it apart. This, we, at the very outset of the program, we make clear this is an opinion program. And when you always we you usually list story. the source, whether it's CNN right. or usually Fox, but sometimes CNN, but they always have a lean, and people, I would hope, detect that. So it's not just you. I mean, it's the, sort of the nature of the show. No, I think you defended the practice quite uh, adequately. Well, thank you. So, all right, On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do, please, as I've done, check them out at sunburymotors.com. I'm driving around in a brand-new Ford F-150, the antimatter blue with that. Uh, d- it's sort of a dark gray. I'm not quite sure if I'm listening the right uh, fancy word for it. Uh, uh, trim, uh, when the sun is on it, has like almost a turquoise or bluish hint to it. Uh, and then in the dark, it just looks black, but it is considered some sort of a version of gray. And it's a th- one of those 3D colors on the trim, but nice uh, 
truck's got two rows of seats with a sunroom in it. It has an actual sunroom that's screened in so you can go outside and enjoy the winter. Sunburymotors.com to check that out. Uh, our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword... OTM. Do you have any Fox News clippings that relate Actually, to... Actually, this is from USA Today. Okay. Uh, it's about USA Which Today. Which leans liberal, would you say? Um, I think when you hear the story, you'll agree with it. And this liberal. one really cracks me up because, you know, we talk about, or someone, I forget who who was, one of our callers used to talk about the uh, bigotry of low expectations. And oh, I that's think it, Stan. It has surfaced again Soft today. Soft bigotry of low expectations from President Bush. USA Today appeared to question whether math was racist in a Twitter-provoking headline from two the article's headline read, Is Math Racist? As many students of color struggle with the subject, schools are altering instruction, sometimes amid intense debate. The article focuses on, quote, bolder recommendations to make math more inclusive that, quote, are blowing up the world of mathematics education. Critics called USA Today out for the substance of the article and for changing the headline. Math isn't racist, but the educators who think it needs to be changed to make it easier because some black kids struggle with it are. Washington Times columnist Tim Young tweeted, and Portland State University professor Peter Bogosian wrote, no, math is not racist. Major venues like USA Today even asking this question is a sign of cultural sickness. Racial disparities can be addressed in part by using the best evidence-based pedagogical practices that enable student learning. Please stop suggesting math is racist. But that's what people believe. You know, and I find that... I think that math itself is racist? I, I don't understand the premise for saying that math is racist just because some, uh, apparently according to this article, black kids have problem with it. Hey, I was a white kid. I had a horrible problem with it. <laughs> I flunked algebra in high school. I had to make it up in summer school. You sure you Nobody a, wanted to change the rules for me. You sure you weren't a poor black child growing up in the South? <laughs> I grew up in the inner city of Harrisburg. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, um, I actually uh, uptown. You remember that Steve Martin bit he used to do? Where he said, "I was a, I grew up a poor black child in the South." <laughs> You're right. Uh, he, he probably couldn't do that today. <laughs> but in any event, uh, is math racist? Do you? Th I fault USA Today for coming up with an attention-grabbing headline that really uh, the article resolves the issue and says what makes perfect sense, and that the teachers can use best practices for all students, and you know as they did for you back in the day, and over overcome any deficits that kids may bring to the school. And I, I think a further question, completely unanswered, is do we have racial disparities in the U.S. when it comes to education, not just math? I mean, are kids who are struggling in some neighborhoods, white or black, coming to school less prepared than others who might come from more affluent areas? Well, you know, you go back to how math is taught. Um, I remember when I was in algebra class, I blamed it on my teacher because I don't <laughs> think he was very good. That's my personal opinion. Uh, he didn't make me understand it. But, you know, later on, once I started being involved with computers and programming them, I learned that math and algebra has a real application in the real world, and I learned it. Mm -hmm. But up to that point, I really didn't see the need for it. I want to be a history teacher, so what am I going to need, you know, algebra for? What 
but and so it was my fault I think I mean I could have made a greater effort but as it is I finally scraped enough points together to pass it in summer school but it wasn't low expectations on my part I mean there were black kids in my class who did much better in algebra than I did <laughs> and no half one's the class did better than half, you did. Uh, maybe more than half the <laughs> class maybe two-thirds to three-quarters of the class did better but than I did. But that's the age-old um, question that kids ask when learning algebra and geometry and trigonometry is why in the world are we learning this? Now, if they're going to become engineers, or if you had known that you'd be programming computers later and 3x I didn't equals, know what computers were back then. You know, <laughs> equals 4y, if you'd have known that that could have significantly helped you in the years ahead. Um, but I think today, fortunately, in, in the computer age, I think kids get it in at least an algebra class when they start to see, you know, how uh, how different formulas apply to each other. They understand what computers the, do. The real issue here is: should black kids be taught math in a manner that's different from white kids or Oriental ki- Asian kids? I think math uh, kids that are struggling with math or don't come as prepared to class for math should be taught as. Uh, as in any way necessary to help bring them up to speed, whether they're black or white or but, Asian but or anything. The, the premise here is that it's racist. Right. Well, that's so silly. is math racist? No, it absolutely positively is not. And I think what happens is you have uh, Gannett, which owns USA Today, looking for some headlines. Gannett wanted the On the Mark show on uh, Thursday, the 9th of December, to talk about a ridiculous headline <laughs> that had no substance to it. And so they planted this on Tuesday in the edition that they sent out, knowing full well that you would find it on Wednesday and bring it up on Thursday. And their little ploy worked out perfectly. So they got their five minutes of fame. But, you know, I don't think math is, is racist. I think we have maybe educational issues that... Um, correspond with race in the U.S. I don't want to say there's racial disparities when it comes to education without the facts in front of me, but I do think that there may be. Well, on Monday of this week... Race may be a factor in some educational instruction. California, of course, the bastion of insanity, liberal insanity, (laughs) is attempting to reform math education through a social justice lens. I love that. On Monday, 597 science, technology, engineering, and mathematics uh, mathematics professionals signed a letter criticizing the California Department of Education's proposed new mathematics framework. Far from being deliberately held back, all students should have the opportunity to be nurtured and challenged to fulfill their potential. The letter said this is not only for their own benefit, but also for the benefit of society and the nation's economic competitiveness. Why can't they just call it uh, teaching kids in the way that helps them learn the most? Well, I think that would be a dandy oh, idea. Right. <laughs> but, you know, if a <laughs> but kid needs... But I have to put the social justice in there. Uh, my wife was a math tutor uh, at the Sealand Grove School District for many years. And, you know, she had to learn the well, math. She taught as a career back in the day also, well, she, right? she had She was doing the tutoring back then. And, you know, kids who didn't get it could go get some help. Right. In other words, I think that's important. They would actually be taken out of the class and given additional instruction. And the areas where they were weak, they would be, you know, drilled with and and given help in. Now, that makes a lot more sense to me than it does to just say math is racist and we're going to teach it in some other way because these poor people of color can't get it. All right. Well, we have to take Tom before the break and we'll take Cindy after the break. Uh, So, Tom, you go right ahead. Last caller before break. So, uh, go ahead. Good morning, guys. Uh, It's my belief that uh, the problem is uh, our teachers 
and or the, the, the curriculum uh, that, that has been so dumbed down. Um, there are multiple studies that show private schools uh, advance kids, no matter what their race, color, sex, religion, uh, over kids in public schools. And it's just been a dumbing down. I, my brother was a genius at math. He had one, he had one wrong in his SATs in English. That's it. Uh, he's gone through it. But, but his teacher, he said, was so good. Uh, I also have a best friend who was going to get thrown out of high school, but uh, is right now, you know, a multimillionaire because uh, he built a, 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 a clinical drug trial company with, with software that he developed at home. Uh, I, I've just seen this over and over again with kids, uh, my own grandchildren, and, and how they are exposed. The more they're exposed, the more they're challenged, the better you get. It's why? just a natural thing, and uh, why is I just it think that teachers are are tested themselves over and over to see if they're proficient? Why is it that public schools aren't keeping up? Again, I think part of it is we have dumbed it down. We have. Well, said, what does you know, that mean? I guess it was this, too much. Tom, Tom, the time def- we put define into that. It isn't there. Define that. What does that mean then? Okay, I'll, we'll accept that. That's stipulate. That's the reason. Then, what does that mean exactly? Well, some of it is homework. I don't think they, they, you know, they require kids to do as much. I don't think they require kids to memorize. Uh, you know, the first thing we all did, I, I'm talking a generation that, you know, from the 50s, 60s, you had to memorize everything. Uh, and that was a core to, you know, elementary school. Uh, that stuck with you in your brain to, to this day. You can recite things that the teachers, you know, for lack of a better term, forced you to say, you got to learn it. You know, there were 63 <laughs> kids in my class coming through elementary school. The dumbest kid, you know, who we thought was the dumbest, again, is a great, successful businessman person uh, because he, he was forced to learn. Uh, you know how everybody always says, I want to quit school, I don't like it. That's not the case. Back then, you had no choice. You knew you were good, and it was demanded of you. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Well, that's Appreciate a great, great opinion. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. we got one caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I don't know where Ernest is or why they have to practice there. I guess that's like going to Florida. Right. Well, Ernest is doing well for Penn State this year. <laughs> He's a great running Anyhow, back. Anyhow, um, this is from the Washington Times. California education officials are considering applying a social justice paradigm to teaching K-12 through mathematics that would erase white supremacy from the subject and eliminate gifted classes for students. Proponents of the new math say the way the subject currently is taught is suffused with white supremacy. They say 
say it handicaps some minority students by insisting on what they consider racist concepts, such as arriving at correct answers. <gasps> there, boy, there you have the crux of it. Why? If two and two is five, that should be fine. Why do we need correct answers? Cindy, you're on the mark. Close enough, Joe. It's close enough. You know? <laughs> You'd have to draw the line at ten. If you got ten, then you're off. <laughs> you know, I want to... I put, um, I put up there, Larry Summers is my uh, topic here. Do you remember when uh, Larry Summers, the moron that had time in the federal government and then was made the dean of the Harvard School, <laughs> came out with the fact that women were intellectually inferior and couldn't do math and science, which was why they were upper, underrepresented in the engineering and science fields? I remember that, yes. Yeah, they showed him the door. Yeah, and so well, they should have. <laughs> well, they should have. So uh, I see this part as uh, kind of a Pygmalion effect. You get what you expect from people. And if you have decided that a group of people who, you know, all have brown hair are not capable of mowing the lawn, you're going to see fewer and fewer brown-haired people mowing the lawn. That's going to translate into your behavior as a hirer or as an employer and on and on and on. If you have the expectation that women are too stupid to do math and science, would it be any surprise that fewer of them would be admitted to your university in those fields? Would that be any surprise? The horror of it is, ironically, that those women are frequently, 75% of public school teachers are women, so you've decided that these women are too stupid to do math and science, <laughs> and yet you've put them in charge of 12 years of instructing children in anyone, anyone, math and science. Math and <laughs> science. <laughs> no, you're right. You I know. mean, how ridiculous is that? Uh, that in itself is ridiculous. Well, can't women do everything better? No. Well, you know, there probably is a, a need to figure out how we teach math to people, and maybe we can teach it in a way that's more understandable. But to automatic, automatically draw the conclusion that it's racist is beyond absurd to me. That's true. And I, there are different methodologies for teaching math, and certainly um, in what they call them intelligences, there's ways that children look at the world and so you could adapt your curriculum god forbid this calls on the instructor to change their behavior now there's another way to solve this problem but of course this is racist and every phobic and you know that you can name and that would be to stop with the putting together classrooms that have all kinds of children in them yeah. And instead, put together classrooms where the ability of that child dictates what room they're in. Ability Which grouping. could mean that a second grader who can multiply is in a fourth grade math room because that child, she, <laughs> can multiply. What is she sitting there adding for day after day yeah. if she's already at that understanding of mathematics? Well, in the school district that uh, my, my son was in before we came here was a Latrobe school district. They actually did that. Uh, he yes. was he would be in uh, let's say the fifth grade English class and the the second grade math class, based on his ability. And that's right. the way it was when I went to school. I mean, kids were yeah, grouped they together by general ability. Either they just call it second level, second third level, level, third level, right? Right, uh, right. Instead, the public school system is so bound up in ages in in the calendar age of a child, and they let that dictate everything. And instead of being responding to where the child is in terms of performance 
and moving them ahead. Now, the, and this goes to that whole comment, they're going to do away with gifted. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Well, why don't you just up the number of people that drop out? You know, because if you expect them to sit there and listen at a level inferior to their capacity and never be challenged and never grow through a whole year or two or three, you know, you're just asking too much of a child. You're turning education into a prison instead right, of into a growth amen. industry. Amen. All right, we've got to get another call. Thank you so Thank much, you, Cindy. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Appreciate your help and the call. And, Dick, you're going to be the last caller before the top of the hour, most likely, anyway. Go right ahead. Well, this does, does, does pertain to math, but education as a whole. I think one of the things that has kind of dumbed down society is the, and I, as much as I love my iPad, I think is the phone, the iPad, and the computer. You know, it used to be, you guys, for example, you want to know something, you look, you Google it right there. You don't have to go to a dictionary, encyclopedia, look something up. And when you went to that page, you would not only look what you were looking, but you look at a whole a host of things on that same page. And I just think kids today just don't do that. They don't. They don't take any time to actually think through something and look look things up with that we used to. I'm gonna. And I think. I think it affects education as a whole. What about this? As uh, this isn't my idea, but my daughter says that actually kids today are smarter because they look up so many things. Every every time they want to look something up, they just go right to Wikipedia, and so they remember uh, thousands of additional things that were right at their fingertips. They didn't have to go to a library. Just on that one, for example, when I used to go to an encyclopedia and look up something, I would look up. I would, I would look at the whole page of that. Not just that one word, not just the one thing I was looking up. And same with the dictionary. You look up a lot of words that way. And I guess my point being is that hasn't happened today. You, you Google it, it brings up that one word. It doesn't bring up a whole host of other ones right there next to it. And, and I just think, I just think and, and kids won't get off their phone long enough to actually do that kind of stuff anyhow. Well, they Google on their I phone, think, so they're not. I just think it's, as much as I love those things. Right. I just think it's going to be a, it's a detriment to learning. I do overall. I'm going to stand up for my I mean, daughter though and say, "Kid, put his phone down long enough <laughs> to actually talk to somebody." <laughs> All right. Well, some once I in actually, a while. I actually, and I'm going to make this quick. I actually went through the grocery store the other week in in Watchintown, and and we we talked about the, what happened on that day. And he said, "I'm studying that in history." And I stood there for a while and talked about history of the Depression, World War One, and World War Two with the kid. And I, 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 quite truthfully, I can't ever remember another kid doing that. I actually complimented him online that day on a, on a mm -hmm. play page that he would actually take the time to do that. I thought it was amazing that, that he actually knew that, was studying it, and actually would talk, converse with an adult about it. Yeah, All that's right. encouraging. I hope they're more like that. All right, we got you, well, Dick. I wish Thank there were more. Thank Thanks, you Dick. So Appreciate your call. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm going to adopt my daughter's view on this. Kids don't know less today. They know more because they, every, it's so much faster for them to look up the things that they wish to as they become lifelong learners. So we, we'll continue. We're talking education. Is math racist? Is the headline put out by Gannett? We'll continue this discussion. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Natural-born conservative. He has to listen to people on this show. Doesn't really like it, but fortunately, he gets I to. love it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm supposed to. Yeah, I Joe welcome differing opinions. <laughs> All right. As long as they. How else can we have an argument? <laughs> <laughs> as long as they coincide with yours, that's fine. Nah. All right. So, yeah, Joe McGranahan is here. He's the head of uh, FEMA's Volcanic Response, and he He's also no, the mayor of Shemokin. What are you? Well, I was the chairman, uh, chairman, chairman of, of the, Volcanoes. Uh, well, of the Emergency Communications Committee. You keep making it volcano <laughs> response, but I have retired from that a number of years ago. <laughs> well, I also upgraded you from Pima to FEMA. So. Well, that's true. So we got it all going on. But anyway, okay, so Joe is there. I'm here. I portray a liberal on the radio, but not satisfactorily in the opinion of some folks who send us emails that say, Mark, you're all washed up. But in any event, uh, feel free to participate in our discussion. We're talking about education, USA Today asked the question out loud, uh, is math racist? Uh, because in some schools, I guess somewhere, some of the kids who were black weren't doing as well as some of the white kids. So the question is, is um, math racist? And I think they boil it down to the fact that some of the kids come to school less prepared to do math well, than California believes other. it's infused with racism. White supremacy, Let's right. Let's cut out these Well, uh, I don't think they mean classes. like white supremacy, KKK. They think it just leans white. How about that? So that's what we're talking about. So we invite you to weigh in on the topic. we got open phones this hour, so we'll start out talking about that. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Oh, there's there's something from Mike in Bloomsburg that has a sentence to it you don't often hear from Mike in Bloomsburg. Mark was right. No, boy, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> We're going to have to take a screenshot of that one and hold on to that. All right, first, the news headlines, guys. Stand by. President Joe Biden's efforts to get as many Americans vaccinated as possible hit another snag yesterday. The Democratic-controlled U.S. Senate approved a Republican measure that would overturn President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine or test mandate for private business. President Biden's absurd private sector vaccine mandate is blatant overreach. It is illegal. The administration has already lost in federal court and had it blocked. And that is, of course, the U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Ironically, the legislation was authored by none other than a man from Kramer, Pennsylvania, or who lives in Kramer right now. U.S. Congressman Fred Keller wrote the Congressional Review Act. It passed in the Senate, now goes on to the House. Its fate there, not quite as certain. There's not as much bipartisan support. And the president says he'll veto it. And these are not overridable margins so far, anyway. Uh, he said, uh, Congressman Keller issued a statement overnight saying, quote, today the Senate came together in a bipartisan way to stand up against President Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate for private employers. All eyes are now on House Democrats to join Republicans in putting the millions of private sector workers above politics and to get our resolution to the House floor for a vote, unquote. You can see, read his full statement at WKOK.com. A new poll indicates that Pennsylvanians, for the most part, agree with Congressman Keller. The poll was conducted by Muhlenberg College in the Allentown Morning Call. It shows 50% of respondents believe employers should not be able to require COVID vaccinations, while 49% believe employers should have that right. People were also asked their views on elected leaders' handling of the pandemic. Only 40% approve of President Joe Biden's efforts on the issue, down 15% since the spring. In addition, 44% of those polled disapprove of Governor Tom Wolf's pandemic response, while 35 5% say they approve. 
I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. The number of COVID-19 cases continues to grow statewide. State Department of Health reported 8,700 new cases in one day. As of midday yesterday, there were 195 new cases in the Valley, most of those in Northumberland County. Hospitalizations at Geisinger, they have 121 souls on board, in 90% of whom are unvaccinated. All of their inhabitants uh, on ventilators are, un- in, are unvaccinated. And Geisinger, check that Evangelical Community Hospital in Lewisburg has four fewer patients on board. Uh, and they have 43 patients who are, have COVID-19, 32 of whom are unvaccinated. And that leads to the hospitals being slammed. We want to do better and we need your help. Our patients are seeing 10 to 20 hour wait times to be seen in the emergency department. And we're starting to practice waiting room medicine, which is something I never imagined I would see in my career. We're starting oxygen on COVID patients in the hallway, and those hallway beds are often double and triple bunked. Dr. Essie Reed is an ER physician and medical director of EMS at Geisinger, Wyoming Valley, said the high number of COVID-19 patients is two weeks ahead of the holiday surge from last year. She and Dr. Rue held a news conference yesterday. You can hear that entire news conference at WKOK.com. And are you ready for some good news related to the pandemic? The Omicron variant is spreading, and early research finds that Pfizer vaccine may not prevent you from getting it, but what does prevent it is being a boosted Pfizer recipient. You, it may stop you from being infected is the booster shot. They say the new research is out of South Africa and coincides with some other studies that say that the Omicron variant is best fought with a vaccinated and boosted individual. Individuals without the booster uh, are at significantly higher rates of enjoying the Omicron variant. Okay. But the Omicron variant doesn't seem to be very serious, at least according uh, to yeah, uh, We haven't really heard Contagious, that. but not terribly... More contagious? You're hearing that? That's I, what I heard. More okay. contagious, but not as serious. To be so, continued. Yes. Yeah, Spotlight PA just did a clearinghouse story about what we actually know about Omicron. All of it was, uh, if you take precautions, wash your hands, wear a mask, keep yourself boosted, you should be in good and stead. And stay away from racist mathematics. Mm, sound advice. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, real quickly on the on the Omicron, what I'm hearing out of uh, England, it's spreading rapidly, but most of the cases are either asymptomatic or uh, just you know a case of the sniffles or a minor cold, and that's that's what I'm hearing out of England. And it's from the people that I've been listening to from the beginning that have been you know pretty much right on the mark. Oh, I, I didn't mean that like that. So does anyway, no, they haven't been on our program, <laughs> but they'd be welcome. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mark, you know I think. I, you may have been being facetious uh, about why this article came out now, you know, so that we'd be talking about it and everything. But, you know, I think there's a, a kernel of truth in that because they want people in the United States talking about anything other than what's really happening here, our cities that are war zones, uh, this bill in Congress that they want to ram through that will fundamentally change this country forever and not in a good way. And so we're, we're getting these, you know, basically insane things being put out in the media because I, I really can't believe that a normal, logical person would think that math is racist, okay? The, the, the very concept that got us on the moon, math, mathematical equations that created uh, nuclear reactors that were able to build bridges across 
you know, vast uh, open uh, areas that, you know, you couldn't walk across or drive across because they were either flooded or just, you know, impossible to, to, to get across. All of these things are a result of math. And if you look out in history, and I, and I can't name any, but I know I've seen specials on TV where they highlighted uh, brilliant mathematicians that were not white. You know, they were black or some other color. So the idea that the average person would think that math is racist is just is, is stupid in my mm-hmm. mind. It, but it gets headlines and it gets us talking about it other than the things that we should be discussing that are more important. What bothers me, though, is that some of these schools are just integrating this stuff without making it known to the parents and the, you know, and the community that it's what's going on. Uh, California's Wait, instructional... what are they integrating without knowing what's going on? This, this math is racist stuff, some way to correct it. I, I was looking at the Psycho Bible out of California. The social justice curriculum is, quote, an integrated approach to mathematics that centers black, Latinx, and multilingual students in grades of 6 through 8 and addresses barriers to math equity. But they don't say how they're doing that. And basically it's by doing things like cutting out gifted classes and, you know, and and teaching people that, I guess, that their expectations are too high. I wouldn't speculate on what they're teaching in California, Joe. You don't know. If they're cutting out gifted classes, that's obviously problematic. And Well, that's what they're doing. But I think your implementation theories probably all washed up. Well, Mike, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I just think USA Today got sick of the fact that they're getting beat by Fox on with really pointed headlines. And if you read the article in USA Today, it basically says, look, here's here's a supposed issue, but here's the actual solution. But And then you read at the end, it's not actually happening anyway. It's just the fact that some kids don't do as well. Now, there certainly are some black kids that don't do as well as some white kids. But there's, as Joe pointed out, there's some white kids that don't do as well in math as other kids. I don't remember how I did, but uh, I had a tutor on and off throughout my years. So I, I, I still have um, math card flash cards that I use to memorize my times table because I keep forgetting them. You know, you know, you mentioned a lot of things in in that little what you just said there, and one of the things that uh, stood out was who does better than other people. Well, you know, could there be a headline saying that children from uh, homes with two parents do better, so that single family homes aren't as good for uh, people learning math. I mean, there could be a correlation there. I, I don't know. But like I said, they just keep coming up with everything they can do to divide this country. And, and Joe, you mentioned uh, something about multilingual education or something like no, that. No, they're, they're, they're aiming this um, math is racist stuff at kids who are multilingual, Latinx, black, like that. Well, That's what they're aiming it at. Multilingual? What? No. Are, aren't we supposed to be speaking English in the United States? Isn't that the the national well, language? Well, no, that's that a lot of kids learn many Actually, languages. Actually, it's not the official language of the United States, but it should be. Well, but a lot of kids know multiple languages, particularly if they come with parents. It's multilingual that have it. students in grades six through eight and addresses barriers to math equity. If you have first generation immigrants in a family, you're more likely to know more languages. But English should be one of them. Definitely. Right. Right. But I mean, we're. we're when you, we're, one of the reasons I think we may not be doing so well in math is because we're spending so much money on on, on school districts that have uh, multilingual children, where they have to have uh, special teachers to to teach English to uh, kids that don't know English, they never learned it, or whatever, 
and that takes away from uh, resources, you know, financial resources and things like that. I mean, yeah, but I've got no know, problem with that. I think we should be teaching the kids who come here and don't speak English how to speak English. We can't, I think we, we can't do. survive. I know, but he's what he's saying that that takes other way other resources. I think that's money well spent. That's my personal opinion. Well, in English is a second language. It's an add-on class for a lot of kids. It's not in their mainstream classes. And of course, there's plenty of people in school districts, even around here, that are helping folks, uh, kids that don't speak English as well as uh, some of the other kids in the class, so that they can keep up. One last comment, because I I don't want to take your time. In my school district, there were kids that came from other countries, you know, in elementary school, and they didn't speak English, and they, they spoke Greek. And now they're both doctors. <laughs> you know, and there was no special English classes in my school for kids that didn't, you know, that didn't speak. So, hey, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking. I think we're heading down the wrong track here. We're we're uh, we're, we're spending so much time on, on crazy stuff rather than what's important. Well, it's nerve-wracking. And tomorrow, I'm going right. to reveal to your uh, listeners exactly why the Democratic Party is discriminatory, and it starts right with our senator here. Bob Casey. What? Okay, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank Thanks you, sir. A lot. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Standby callers. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. Joe and I are going to actually be friends by the time all this is over. <laughs> by the time we retire in 20 years. Well, we'll know a fair amount about each other. That's true. Yeah, I'll know just enough. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've had callers waiting, so we'll go right to them. Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. We were talking about a USA Today article that indicated that mathematics is racist and that we got to retool things so that blacks can keep up with math. What's your view on this? My mathematics is... How much aid did we give the federal government for the coronavirus <laughs> instance? How much? Like four trillion? How much did we give the government? We didn't give them anything. They borrowed yeah, they it from borrowed our grandkids. Four trillion to take care of the coronavirus advertisements and all they got. So, uh, what's the record for the biggest scheme ever in American history? Uh, Ten trillion. Like it's, this is it. Talk about racketeering. Like the government scientists that are actually the ones who created are investigating their own science. Got to be kids. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest racket I ever heard, racketeering. Okay. I mean, it, Republicans are right knee-deep in this, so that's why I say you people keep voting, man. I mean, really? That's amazing, man. You don't I vote, vote, right? 
No, I think I learned that probably. Hate to tell you, you know, Dale, you really need to kind of wake up and smell the coffee. You're saying the Republicans. You're telling me to live with regret and remorse. I'm a free spirit. I'll never do that. The Republicans are knee deep. Hey, Dale, the Republicans are knee deep in this, but who's running the federal government? It's the Democrats. The Democrats. The Democrats. Got that? No. No, I'm just telling you, this is a racket. This is a racket that I've never seen. This is. Republicans are knee-deep in this. They're, they're hitting a pinata bag. So it's the Republicans who Republicans who came up with a one point seven trillion dollar infrastructure bill. It's the Republicans who came up with a four point something care. trillion. I don't care who it is. They're both the same party. Well, they that's not what you just said. You just said the Republicans were knee deep in it. Now you're saying you I don't care. Live, why can't you live free, Joe? Why, why can't you live free? <laughs> oh my God. Come on, brother. You know you got to get out of the I apple mean, tree. You've been playing the same station for forty five years. The same tune. You sit there and play the same record for 45 years, and you tell me if something ain't wrong. Well, it's a good record. Gotta, I like it. I play it over and over again. Outside the box, Joe. You're too far deep in the box. Oh my God! This is the biggest racket in American history. <laughs> okay, it's one more, one more illustration, and then you have to go. Well, I tell you, you know, my friends in the bar association, we have your number. Yeah, let me tell you something. Ain't they supposed to represent the American people as a body or no? No, but they're, they're not. They're <laughs> You know what racketeering is, brother? They did that against the mafia. But oh the mafia give that free curse. All right. It's, Dale, one more illustration, and then you have to go. No, I just think that it's a shame, Joe. You need to step out. Mark is living in a free spirit. I mean, Mark is trying to keep people guessing. Mark ain't, Mark ain't no far left liberal. Look, Mark knows how to live. He understands. I just play one on. You living free, brother? I'm I'm in the prison. Marktopia. I'm yeah, playing the same record for 45 years. I'm playing the same record for 45 years. You gotta let them live. You gotta let the young age live. You're trying to tell them how they should think and how they should feel. Come on, it's wrong. Yeah, come on, Joe. All right, thank you so much, Dale. I am glad I am right. free. <laughs> Oops, I think I cut off his goodbye. Well, sorry. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. That clears the way for Stan to be on the radio. Oh, oh good morning. Uh, <laughs> as far Can... as uh, math being racist, oh, well, we go. you got to look at the organizations that are making that claim, and then you can determine why that claim is being made. Because there are organizations making that claim. I don't agree with it, but if there is problems with uh, you know, people having math problems. You got to look at the government-run schools and who's running those government-run schools to look at where the problem starts. But that—that's all I got to say about that. Now, I, I called yesterday and I, I said about uh, how the Biden administration is working behind the scenes with uh, the press to uh, get favorable uh, coverage. And I, I wasn't sure the source where I seen it, but I, I found it. It's in the New York Post. Lee Brown wrote it yesterday, uh, December 8th is when it was published. You can go there and read it, and it lays it out, what they're trying to do to get favorable press, because they're lying about how Biden's getting treated so badly by the press. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's another fairy tale. Well, nobody got worse treatment than President Trump. There, there can't be. That has to... No, 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 no. That's not what the, the, the Post is are saying. claiming. Well, I, I don't see how... I mean, I, th I always thought Jimmy Carter had a tough row until the Bushes took over, and then, of course, Bill Clinton had a free ride for a long time until, of course, he caused his own little scandals. But uh, nobody had more media scrutiny than President Trump. And, I mean, every single, and, I mean it, to a certain extent, he was responsible for that because of his bombasticness, but 
No one had oh, okay. everything, right. every single molecule of his presidency scrutinized like President well, Trump bear did. Bear in mind, Bill Clinton, when he came into office, Whitewater was on the top of everybody's mind. You know, they were throwing that at him from day one. Just conservatives. It didn't have mainstream coverage. It never stuck. Didn't no, have heavy didn't mainstream coverage. That is true. Right. So... I mean, so that's it. I just figured well, I'd put you. that out there. People can go look it up. It's the New York Post. And Lee Brown is, is the author's name, and it was printed yesterday or published yesterday online. All right. We got so, you. Was it an opinion piece or All a right. news story? Opinion or news? Well, it's the New York Post. I don't. It's It, it looks like a news story. <laughs> it's kind of blends. I mean, does it, it wasn't on the editorial con, you know page, but, Listen. you know, they say the Post leads a little right. Well, that may be, but... Uh, they go after both sides because, you know, they are the ones that when uh, they exposed Hunter Biden in his laptop that the, the social media uh, blocked them and shut them down. Mm, I so. think that might... might Bigger, um, yeah, go take it for what it's worth. <laughs> okay. One of, one of my acquaintances sends a note and says, Mark, President Biden is getting hyper-scrutinized. Look at the fact that you don't like everything that he's done. Oh. <laughs> so well, you're a director of hyper-scrutinization. Like Any people that do have a... <laughs> better think about what he is doing so right. that's all have a great day yeah, like hey, we'll see you Stan. thank you so much who are Appreciate the 36 percent of the people who think that kamala harris is doing a good job <laughs> um, they must be friends of dale's they pulled some folks at uh, bp2 uh, bob you're on the mark go right ahead yes good morning uh, i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, race when they're talking about mathematics being racist. Everything is racist. White superiority and all that business. But this is something, a question maybe for both of you. Do you guys think we'll ever get past, evolve, past the point where we don't consider race at all? Because I hope we get to that point. Science looks at race, and they look at, they look at the difference between races. What they find is that there's actually more differences within a race than there is between races. And they gave, the scientists gave an example. He said, if there was a great flood and there were rabbits that were washed out to sea and they, they ended up on, on an island, after several generations, those rabbits on the island developed spots. But they were from the original population from the, from the mainland. So they were a little bit different. And the difference between the races with color and hair and whatnot are similar to what he's talking about. So really, when they say that the differences are greater within a race than between races, which, which lends to the, the fact that we come from a common source. All the, everybody comes from a common source. So perhaps someday we can get beyond this business of race because there really is no superior race, there is no superior color. You see it, I mean, you see black people, you see Hispanic people that are scientists that do all these incredible things, and there is no such thing. There should be no such thing as race. This business of, of separating people by race is what's, what's, what's one of the major things hurting our country. Your yeah. comment. Why are there different races? I agree with you. Why are there different races? Why are there different races? Yeah, how did we evolve to have different races? Well, that's what I, I gave the example of the rabbits. I gave the example of the rabbits. You know, people moved out of, originally, they came from Africa, according to what science says. They went to different parts of the world. And because, and like they the adapted. rabbits, they, you know, they, you get to a, you know, a certain population, you get to a certain 
certain area and whatever the reasons are whether it's climate or or inbreeding whatever you might want to think that might cause some differences created these minor physical differences not major differences minor physical differences and when they check between races what they're saying is there really is no major there is no race we all come from the common, from the same ancestors. But the, the, in answer to your question, as long as it's to someone's political advantage to keep people at each other's throats, that's where we're going to be. Or to enhance exactly. or to what, help somebody. Exactly. And what, right. What they need to talk about is what I'm talking about. They can't keep separating people by race and by color and by this superior and white supremacy. That's baloney. It's all baloney. It's all social stuff. Yeah, but I don't think the issues that we relate to race today are are doing that. I don't think they're forward-thinking things that are designed to make uh, us either be more separate. I think they're what they're trying to do is to make up for the fact that we did think that races were different and that uh, some had to be enslaved and some had to be free and some had to be kept distantly. But we're smarter and, now. We right, know better. Right, exactly. That's so, correct. So That's I, just, correct. I, I think what we're trying to do is to overcome what we already did, not necessarily necessarily create right. new differences. Right. right. They talk about slavery, you know, what country in the world didn't have slaves at one time? The black African chiefs would go and and, and, and raid another village and, and get and get captives and sell them as slaves. What country didn't have slaves at one time? So we're evolving as a as a race. We're evolving socially. Even and native- that's what they need to talk about. We need to evolve. We cannot go back to that business right. where, yeah, one time, yes. But that's not the way. And at one time, even before that, there was no consideration for race. Yeah, now consider, consider this, Bob. One of our listeners sends me a text and says, the highest number of slaves in the world ever were in the Mediterranean regions. There were more whites enslaved there than there were ever blacks enslaved in these days, modern times. Yeah. Right, that's my point. All right, we got That's you. That's my point, but you can't, you can't keep bringing this up. You know, Black Lives Matter, you know, the white supremacy, and, and the, you know, they were slaves, and, and all this. That's baloney. That's really baloney. <laughs> all right, we got you, Bob. Thank you Thanks, so much. Bob. All right. Appreciate uh, your call. 1-800-795-9565. We're deep into evolution. Uh, Joseph, stand by. we got to take the quickie break, but we, enjoy, we would enjoy folks uh, joining us. Uh, have we got any emails today? No, I don't I wonder if so. it's working. We'll have to test it. Well, you can test it for us. Send us a remark about education and race at uh, on the mark at WKOK.com. Uh, you can text us at 70236. I know that works. 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And you can do as Joseph has done. Uh, call 1-800-795-9565. Ask and ye shall receive. I said email on the mark at WKOK.com. Someone has. Go ahead, Joe. All right. He says, Tom says, I have to laugh at this math subject. We have grown men that believe that if you lower taxes, you end up with more money. (laughs) When Joe reads this, he will no doubt prove my point with yet another off-the-mark comment. Joe's not allowed to say anything about that. I will. Uh, Yes, that is very true. The U.S. government is the only place where you can borrow money, give it to people, and tell them that you're... Well, actually, They're I giving him a bonus. His arguments with Joe Biden, who's saying exactly that. 
that we're going to spend this money and it's going to produce more money. Oh, well, these stimuli packages started. When was the first when was stimulus? A, when was the stimulus package ever stimulated anything other than politicians' oh, well, desire I th- to get reelected? I think it probably worked from the uh, the start of the George uh, W. Bush administration. He had a stimulus package. I think that probably worked. You know, to get us out of the Wall Street doldrums at that time, but I don't think. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know. I'm sure you could show the follow the money through the government in the last well, three stimuli. Okay, uh, Joseph, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. I hear you talking about the races there, and then I think it was Mark that asked the question, "Where did these races come from?" Oh, was here it we you, go. Mark? <laughs> but in a, I, I needed a two second answer from Joe, but I didn't get it. But you, I'll let you give us the two-second answer. Come on, let's be fair here. I mean, you allow people to babble on about everything, but why can I, why do I have two seconds? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, it comes from here. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. After the flood, uh, Ham went in and saw his father's nakedness. He was laying naked in the tent, <laughs> and Noah knew it, and he cursed him. Okay, so they and all came from the, the same Ethiopians people. He cursed him for being naked. Why would he do that? Why would he curse him for being naked, just out of curiosity? Well, he he saw his father's nakedness. You're so? not to look on your father or mother's nakedness. And it, uh, Shem where, where and Japheth where that? Where, where, where that walked come from? in backwards and covered his nakedness. <laughs> walked in That's like an exodus. Where, where does that come from? Where, where in the Bibles does it say you can't look at your mother and father naked? And Leviticus. And what's, it, what's the exact word? This is in Genesis, right, in chapter 9, where he saw his father's naked. What about the New Testament? What's it say there? What do you mean? About the races. About, about, about seeing your parents nude. Oh, come on. Uh, it, uh, uh, it, that carries over. I, I don't want to see my parents nude. <laughs> I wouldn't anyway. want that burnt in my memory. Right, so, so if you walk into a shower accidentally, what, what are you going to hell for that? But we all came no, from the no, same No, no, no. I didn't say that. that. That would be an accident. Uh, Ham, I'm just telling you where the races came from. It came from those three sons after the flood of Noah. And then Ham went down into Egypt, and he became what's called the Mitzrayim. And Canaan was cursed because of what his father did, Ham. And that's where the black people race came from, uh, from Ethiopia. Where did, it's called Put in the Bible, Put. Where did and Asians Mitzrayim come from? is Egypt and Ethiopia, if you check the, check the ancestry of these, these two. And Shem, the oldest son, became the Semites, where Abraham came from. That's why we call them anti-Semitics, right. or Semites. But Joseph. In Hebrew, be Shemites. It's named after Shem. Their father, Shem. Where, the where, where are the Hamites? Are, are there Hamites? Pardon me? Are there Hamites? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're from Egypt. That, that tells you that in Psalms. Yeah. Where, where do these Asian people come from then? Well, they came from Japheth, the other son of Noah. Oh. And all your, your uh, Asian and Caucasians come from there. In fact, uh, all Caucasians came over the Carcass Mountains. In Europe, that's where they got the name Caucasians from. They migrated from Assyria and so forth across the, the Carcass Mountain, became into Europe, and, and they caused Caucasians because right. we're, I guess, white or come across the Carcass Mountain. All right, we got it. That's, Thank you so as much. As far as race is concerned, <laughs> uh, 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 here's one I want you to think about a little bit. Well, uh, there was a, ne- uh, a Seraphonician woman. She come to the Savior, and she uh, he didn't want to he didn't want to share 
his food with her, he said it's not fit to give the children's bread to dogs. He called her a dog. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? But she was of a different race. She wasn't a Hebrew. She wasn't a Jewish woman. But he, he seen her faith, and he honored her faith. All right. He was just making an illustration. He wasn't calling wasn't her racist, a dog. But yet, you know, he, he used that language uh, to that woman. Well, he was just making an illustration. He wasn't calling her a dog. He was just saying this is similar. Well, uh, this uh, is to similar. a Jew, a Gentile was unclean. All right, we got you. Unclean. You can't, uh, even to this day, they, they tried to kick me out of Israel a couple of times. They called the police on me. <laughs> and because I'm a Gentile and I talked to them about their mighty one, Yahweh, and it's illegal to mention his name in Israel. All right. And uh, we got you. All right, perfect. Thank unclean. you, Joseph. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's illegal to Appreciate it. All right. So you can't mention Yahweh in Israel. He hung up. Okay. Uh, upper right-hand corner. Joe. All right. I look at the story behind the female black mathematicians at NASA, Hidden Figures, a great movie, by the way. These women have the ability. It was the system that created the obstacles. The question is, do these obstacles remain today? Well, those ladies overcame more obstacles than, than anybody's going to have to face today to do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't have low expectations. They had high expectations for themselves, and they achieved. Okay. I forgot about that movie, but that, that's the best argument against this insanity that I can think of. Well, that if you have somebody who's smart, go ahead and put a thousand obstacles in front of them, and maybe they'll overcome them? No. The fact that no matter how many obstacles you have in front of you, if you have the willingness and the ability and the desire, you're going to succeed. All right. We'll take more comers on this topic. 1-800-795-9565. Joe brought a clipping with him from USA Today asking if mathematics was racist. So quickie callers on that. We're going to talk about putting wreaths on graves, on veteran graves in a moment. But I want to talk to you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We invite you to do as I've done. Go down there and pick up a free Ford F-150 to drive around so you can talk a lot about it. It's a great, uh, fantastic... Well, wait a minute. They haven't given me one. <laughs> well, that's all I had to do is say, look, i got to talk about it on, on the mark. Uh, this vehicle has the automatic transmission with the tow package. So all you have to do is tell it you want to back up, and then it will put your trailer wherever you desire. You have to point it out where you want the trailer to go, and it'll make sure that the vehicle and the wheels and the, everything goes according to plan, and the t- trailer ends up where you want it. Of course, it has the moonroof. I called it a sunroom recently, but... But it is not actually a sunroom. It creates a sunny effect within the whole inside that creates just a wonderful atmosphere for driving. Of course, the seats go up high enough for me to drive. They, they say a lot of vehicles don't do that, but this one does. And the seats are up nice and high for us shorties, so we can see over the dashboard. And I tell you what, it's got a big screen with a great big satellite image on it of uh, where you're going. And it's just intuitive wonder and has adaptive cruise control that's just the smartest thing in history. It looks at the road signs around uh, to warn you if there's maybe a curve or a change in speed limit or anything you need to know. Of course, it helps you in case somebody pulls out in front of you. It slows down automatically, not in a jerky, slamming on the brakes, but it's smart cruise control. And it's all available at the Sunbury Motor Company. I'm driving the F-150. You can do the excursion, the escape, uh, the Explorer, Expedition, you name it. All those e-vehicles are out there, and they're all wheel drive and ready to go. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Nine five six five. We will be right back. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark, Joe Granahan, and I'm here, and uh, the guy across from me is Mark Lawrence, and hey, our buddy. producer is Rob Center, and we have two calls. One gets an extra minute, and that's Cindy. Cindy, one more minute. In, um, in when 9-11 first happened, I went <clears throat> to a local cemetery researching a project for the school's website, and on, at that time I found a grave that um, turned out to have a, a uh, marker on it, not a big headstone, but just a white cross with a marker that said, Unknown Colored Soldier. Since that day, every Memorial Day, every Veterans Day, I lay three roses on that grave to honor him. And I just this week put a wreath on his grave. I don't put it there because of Christianity. I put it there as my eternal gratitude for his service to our country. And I think that's what their efforts do in putting out these wreaths. They're symbolizing their eternal gratitude. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. That was the next topic we were going to bring up, but people keep calling us about the original topic. But you're right. I mean, a a nationwide tradition viewed by some Americans as a patriotic display recognizing service and sacrifice represents for others a sectarian religious symbol amounting to desecration. And uh, some of these people... um, one of the one of the founders of this group, Mickey Weinstein, who is the founder of Military Religious Freedom Foundation, says we have no problem if people reach out and want a wreath on their deceased veterans' graves, but to put them everywhere to blanket them without permission of the surviving families is unconstitutional, an atrocity, and a disgrace. That's right. So if you're a Hebrew or uh, or uh, scratch that, if you're Jewish, you have to have a Christian wreath on your grave. But the group that's doing this says they're not Christian wreaths; they're they're uh, greens that meant to symbolize uh, thanks. Joe, what time of year do we put uh, the wreaths out? But that, wh- what wreath, where is where in Christianity is a wreath associated with it? Let me rephrase the question, Joe. What time of year do we put the wreaths out? They're done at Christmas time. And what does Christmas celebrate? It, specifies, <laughs> it celebrates the birth of Christ. All right. So but that doesn't mean the wreath. A, a Christian observance all So in all other words, sudden? every wreath that hangs on a door is a symbol of, of Christianity. There are some with fruits and nuts in them. There are some with berries. There are some. Oh, there's some fruits and nuts here, baby. <laughs> no argument there. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. We've been talking about races, and our good friend Joseph uh, said we all came from the same family, the, Noah, the Noahs of uh, the Mediterranean region. Yep, he's he's exactly right. Oh, okay. That's where we were dispersed as different groups. How did Asians and, get Asian features then? Right. Well, what happens when you get together, you, they didn't move around in them days, and when you breed together, the characteristics that you have 
tend to stay that way or even get more magnified through the gene pool. And that's why groups look a little different. We each look a little different, although we're one, one big family. We're all one big family through, through our Creator. And that, that's, we're all one race, actually. We just have different characteristics. And a lot of people that study genes say part of it is interbreeding because we, we don't, they didn't move around in them days like we do now. So the characteristics were amplified in each area. And also the pigment in the skin in Africa, why they might have got darker because the sun brought out elements to the pigment pigment that we don't get here. But then aren't we all aren't we all the products of incest if you're right? Oh, it, it wasn't incest. Why wouldn't it be if, if they were all it from the became this. incest after the after the law was given, then you couldn't uh, but yet when they were dispatched from the Tower of Babel there what uh, Joseph was talking about they were there were uh, high, uh, thousands and thousands, so they weren't interbreeding anymore. All right. But, well, how could they but, not uh, be if they all came from the sons of Noah? Wouldn't they God all be protected the DNA and prevented? Uh, uh, oh, Noah that had Noah's sons each had a wife, person. Right. They were different. I don't. You know, they were from. Is math racist though, Dan? Yeah, is but then when Noah, racist? when the kids and their wives had a kid. Where did the other people that they procreated with come from, if they weren't from the same family? God well, protected the DNA. That, like I said, back in that time, it, there wasn't incest yet. That came later because by the time we're living on Earth, if we interbreed, we pass on the bad characteristics and due to the fall of man, each generation, I got 80 to 100 bad mutations from my parents, and they didn't intend on doing it. It just happens. You passed on 80 to 100 bad characteristics from mutant genes to your children. Okay, but and is... gradually, we'll deem we're not evolving... <laughs> is a mistake. Dan. De-evolving. <laughs> Gradually, the human race, if time went on, we'd be out of existence through ba- passing on mutant genes. Dan. And their children. Dan. Is, yes. is math racist? No, All not right, at all. Thank you. No, we're I, free to go. Thank you I so much. I studied hard at math to get it, but it's not you racist. It. And I'm, I'm white as white can be. There so. you go. That makes sense. One yeah. story definitely solves okay. the issue. All right. Thanks, thank Dan. you so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to do this. Go ahead. Right okay. There, operate. Uh, one of our emailers says, ethnic white households living in poverty in 2020 was 8.2% compared to ethnic black households, 19.5%. It stands to reason that living in poverty means less than optimal educational opportunities. Right. You're less prepared for school. That's one of the through lines through this Gannett story that we So read. in other words, people who don't have as much money are dumber. Is that the, is that the crux I of this? I don't see how you could get that out 
of that they all they're in, in no, but I'm saying she's saying that, is a factor. Okay, so is it what what exactly affects it? The fact that they don't have enough food. Oh, I don't know. You'd have to look money. into each household to see what it is. But schools know that in areas where poverty is greater, more kids come to school less prepared. Now, right, okay. whether it's race or poverty or but whatever I'm, I'm is causing it, I don't know. You know, is it, that's economics. That's not race. Mm-hmm. They're saying that math is racist. She's saying well, in read effect, the whole email. that economics we're, does we'll get something. To, she has race okay. down both. So instead of she... stating that math is racist, it may be better to put that family maybe better put that families living in poverty have a less likely chance to do well in educational subjects such as math. This is part of comparable race theory, the wording of which doesn't cause the same outrage knee jerk reaction as critical race theory, which is just to bring to the table that blacks started in this country by being able to own nothing, not even themselves, and they have endured discrimination for decades in this country. All right. Okay, no argument. I mean, she's absolutely right about that. But, but, you know, today we have all these opportunities. There's nothing, nothing there stopping somebody from achieving, right? Right. We've had this whole 90-minute discussion. We should have just asked Bob at the beginning of the program. Go ahead, read the text. It says, math is meant, math yeah. is math, not racist. Signed there you go. Thank you. Why didn't you send us that <laughs> 40 minutes ago? <laughs> well, then ago. we wouldn't have had a program. All right. Well, Excellent you know, but, point. you know, well, so what do you think it is? Do you think it's economics, that bad ec- a bad economic environment in your household could lead you to not be a good student? Uh, Those uh, three, uh, three mathematical... Economics three, doesn't dictate how well kids are prepared to school, but schools know that individuals who are growing up in poverty often come to school less prepared. That's just a fact. In what and regard less prepared? It. Well, they, they, less, they know less about how to do math and count to 10 and their alphabets. And, and Some kids come to school today, whether it's poverty or not, and they don't know how to read yet. Well, kids have to have a sense in how to read before they get to school. Well, you can't learn anything if you can't read, pretty much. Right. So you got to know your letters and numbers before you get to school. Lawrence's worthless educational curriculum requires it. Where is there uh, empirical proof that people who live in poverty don't have that? You, look you know, it up. if they have a TV set, they have Big Bird, they have uh, Sesame Street, all <laughs> these programs that teach kids and the electric how to company. Read. My three-year-old grandson, when he was two, he knew the alphabet. You know, and not because we taught him or because he's smart as a whip, because he was immersed in it. Every program he saw, everything that was on TV. That, right, uh, but that he's the growing up in abundance, not poverty, so that's the difference. But why is that the difference? It's just lucky for him. No, no. Why is what, what opportunity did he have that's related to his economic situation that others don't have who have the basic fundamentals of TV sets and opportunities to learn? He has the biggest opportunity and obligation of any human in the world. He's growing up McGranahan. Can you imagine the pressure on that kid to excel in <laughs> right. every way? No, I can't. <laughs> it's tough. Because there was no pressure on me. To be continued, tomorrow. Ben Reikley will be hearing from a gubernatorial candidate tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.